0: Good tidings, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome, welcome. To the Good Tidings Radio broadcast, I am your radio pastor, Doctor David Pinkerton, coming to you today from the microphones and the studios of WXAN Radio here in Ava, Illinois. We're glad that you are tuned in, and we ask you now to notify a friend, text them, email them, let them know that the Good Tidings Radio broadcast is on. We're thankful for each and every one of you listening in for spreading the good word about the program. Thanks for the feedback you been given me. Thank you for what God is doing. We give him all the glory and the honor and the praise for it. I'm grateful to Brother Danny and, and Will and the good group here for um, accommodating me and uh, working with me and my wife and being so faithful to the ministry and encouraging us. So you remember to pray for WXAN Radio, support them also financially, and uh, they're such a blessing to just majority. That's a vast majority of people. Only heaven knows how many people are being touched by this ministry, but we get an indication through some of the feedback. So before we get into the message today, get your Bibles, open them up to Philippians chapter number one. Uh, that's where we're going to get a text this morning, Philippians chapter number one. I do want to make an announcement, okay? I want you to listen close now. Uh, we are looking forward to being with the J City Free Will Baptist Church, J City Church in Johnston City, Illinois. I'm going to be there preaching on Sunday morning, July the 31st. July the 31st, J City Church, Johnston City, Illinois. Look them up folks on Facebook, look them up on the, on the website. I got to tell you you need to come and visit this church. Won't you join me that day? I'm telling you I've never met A more spirit-filled, warm, and welcoming, encouraging group of people in my life. There's plenty of room for you. We would love to have you. Uh, Sunday school starts at 930. Church starts at 1030. And I'm telling you, you will get a blessing. The praise band, the fellowship, the warmth of the church is just uh, its so addictive, if I could use that term. Like the Bereans, they addicted themselves to the Word of God. Well, we're getting addicted to J City Church in Johnson City, you will too. So if you're looking for a church home, looking for a place to visit, start out. Let me be the agitator this morning, okay? Let me agitate you to come back to church. If you've got out of out of the um, out of out of the rhythm of coming to church because of COVID and stuff, hey, Hebrews ten twenty five, God's telling us to get back into exhorting one another and so much the more. Get back into the fellowship of the church. God will bless you for it. You'll be enriched. You'll grow spiritually. But start it off July the 31st at J City Church, Johnston City, Illinois. Come and be with us. The Sunday school's at 9.30. The church is at 10.30. Uh, That night, there will be a fifth Sunday singing, and uh, it's going to be a fantastic time. I believe that starts around 6 o'clock. You can get a hold of me, let me know, and I will be glad to get that information to you. You can reach me at drdave13 at gmail.com drdave13gmail.com also want to let you know the j city church has been doing a lunch bunch program every day monday through friday from eleven thirty in the morning until twelve thirty in the afternoon and this coming week uh, july the 25th through the 29th will be their last week folks they are serving to everyone all children families come nutritious meals these, these, these ladies that are putting these meals together, folks, are state-certified, certified people. They're putting together nutritious meals. You can enjoy those meals and good biblical teaching and fellowship with children just a good time from 1130 in the morning to 1230 in the afternoon at Johnston City at the Park Monday through Friday. 1130 to 1230. It's called Lunch Bunch. It is sponsored and put on by the J City Church in Johnston City. You and your family will get a blessing. Make sure and go, okay? Go. Tell them Pastor David sent you, but go, and uh, they'll take very good care of you. All right? So if you would, without any further ado, let's get into the Word of God. Go to Philippians chapter number one, and I want to take a text from verse 21. Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 21 and we're excited now to be back in the studios today I love to be in the studio it's a lot of fun thanks for listening folks and uh, let's look at verse 21 Philippians chapter 1 and verse number 21 the Bible says for me to live is Christ and to die is gain for me to live is Christ and to die is gain This this past month, primarily this past week, I was visiting a number of uh, business groups. Let's say there's a business group, a very good business group, I will say, several of them across southern Illinois. And uh, the point of the group is to provide referrals to business people, uh, referrals for their businesses to help grow their businesses. And as I've talked with them. Many of you know I work outside of the ministry as well. Um, so I was attending them, meeting some really good people all across southern Illinois, business leaders, business people. That the intention of this group, it's a good group, really a good group. But the the motivation behind this group, folks, is to make money. What The driv- driving purpose behind the group is to provide referrals to business people so that they can all make more money and benefit and make a livelihood. Nothing wrong with that. God blesses that. However, I want to encourage you this morning. I want to take that thought on what, uh, on a driven purpose. And I want to ask you, what is the driving purpose of your life? What is the driving purpose of your life? Paul says here in Philippians 1 and verse 21, for me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Everyone's life is driven by something. The word drive simply means to guide, to control, or to direct. For instance, if you drive a nail, you you know how to do that. If you drive a car or if you drive a, a, a golf ball or a golf cart. Well, listen, something drives every one of us. What is it that drives your life? Now, pull your chair up. Listen closely on purpose, everybody. God is speaking to all of us right now. You may be driven at this moment by a problem in your life. You may be driven by pressure. You may be driven by a deadline. You may be driven by a painful memory. Or you may be driven by a haunting fear. But something drives every one of our lives. What drives your life? Let's look at that this morning. Folks, there are hundreds of circumstances and emotions That can drive our lives. Hundreds of them. So let me give you some thoughts here this morning. And then we get into the content of the message. Content of the message. And I hope you'll be blessed by it. What drives your life? Let's look at some of the things that drives our lives as human beings. Number one. Many people are driven by guilt. Many people spend their lives running from regrets. And hiding from their shame of the past. Guilt-driven people are manipulated by memories. They allow their past to control their future. Take case in point from the Bible. Cain. Cain's guilt disconnected him from God's presence. In Genesis chapter 4 and verse 12, the Bible says, A fugitive and a vagabond shalt thou be in the earth. God speaking to Cain. Now this describes, folks, most people in today's world wandering through life without a purpose. They don't know why they exist. They're they're wondering why. And I'm not speaking from a, a position of condemnation. I'm just stating a fact. Most people don't know what their life is about. They don't have a purpose for their life. So as we consider this thought, many people are driven by guilt. You know, folks, we are the products of our own past, but we don't have to be the prisoners to it. God specializes in giving people a fresh start. In Psalm chapter 32 and verse 1, thank God for this, blessed is he whose transgression or sin is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth not iniquity. So regardless of what sins you've committed in the past, if you'll come to Jesus Christ by faith and trust Him to be your Savior, He will forgive you of your past. But many people are driven by guilt. Number two, many people are driven by resentment and anger. Just this week, I spoke to a very successful affluent uh, business professional who recently retired, and in long conversations he shared with me Several instances of anger and resentment and bitterness in his heart over things that had happened. But many people are driven by resentment and anger. Are you? They hold on to their hurts. They never get over them. Instead of releasing their pain through forgiveness, they rehearse it over and over and over in their minds. Many people will clam up when they do this. They internalize all of that hurt and resentment. They'll clam up. Some people blow up. That means they explode that resentment and anger on others. Do you do that? Those who have hurt you in the past, folks, cannot continue to hurt you now in the present unless you hold on to the pain through resentment. Listen to Job chapter 5 and verse 2. For wrath killeth the foolish man. Folks, if you are filled with anger and resentment... And you're reliving that every day. You're being slowly depleted of your life. You're being killed. Moment by moment, inch by inch, if you will. But some people are driven by resentment and anger. Some people are res- are driven by uh, guilt. Thirdly, other people are driven by fear. Driven by fear. A traumatic experience may have caused it. An unrealistic expectations put upon them. Or in their mind, you know, uh, just some kind of a a highly controlled home. Whatever it may be, some people are flat out driven by fear. And fear-driven people often miss great opportunities in life because they're afraid to venture out. Now, folks, God says expressly in His Word, God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Fear is a self-imposed prison that will keep you from becoming what Jesus wants you to be. Listen to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 18. There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear hath torment. Folks, move against the fear with, with the weapons of God's love. God didn't give you the spirit of fear. That comes from Satan. That comes from your enemy. That comes from your flesh. But God gave you power, the power in Jesus, the power of faith in Jesus Christ, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. Don't be controlled by fear. Are you driven by fear in your life? You shouldn't be. Now, let me say that. Let me clarify that. If you're a born-again child of God, a Christian, You shouldn't be controlled by fear. But if you are not a Christian and you're not saved, you better be driven by fear. Because if you die without Jesus, you will go to hell. You will end up in the lake of fire, consequently, where you will burn and be tormented forever and ever and ever. God doesn't want that. And he so loved you that he sent Jesus from the portals of heaven to come into this terrestrial ball to mankind through the Virgin Mary. To be born in Bethlehem in a stable in a manger. To live a sinless life. And Jesus did that. To complete many miracles. There's not enough volumes to record the miracles Jesus did in his life and ministry. But his primary purpose was to seek and to save that which was lost. Luke 19 and verse 10. And Jesus lived a lived a, a sinless life so that he could go to the cross and become my sin bearer and your sin bearer in other words jesus christ was the sacrifice who was put on the cross by the love of his heavenly father for all humanity so jesus could take our place we are sinners we have nothing to offer god follow me in this prayer jesus Please forgive me of all of my sins. Come into my heart and save me. I am trusting you and you alone to be my personal Savior and take me to heaven. Amen. If you've done that, write me, drdave13 at gmail.com. We want to get you some materials that can help you start growing as a Christian and then get into church immediately. Come to the J City Church, July the 31st. 1030 is the worship time. Come and be with us. Watch us live stream on Facebook or just come and be with us. Get around God's people. I'll preach a message here before long about the importance of being in church. I'll put that on the radio real soon, okay, Lord willing. But some people are driven by fear. So if you're saved, you don't need to be driven by fear. If you are not saved, you should be driven by fear. Number four, some people are driven by materialism. They desire to acquire. Their desire to acquire becomes the whole goal of their life. And there's a myth, and that myth is this the more you have, it brings happiness. That is a myth. That's not true. It's a myth. Folks, some people's intention in life, they're driven by the to acquire more and more and more. Well, listen. The Bible says it stately and clearly. It is sure you have brought nothing into this world, and you will take nothing out. What you have now as a Christian is given to you by God to use for Jesus Christ and the ministries of God and reaching lost souls and and growing Christian people and building up the church of Jesus Christ. But some people want to get all they can and then put it in the can and then sit on the can. They're driven by materialism. The truth is, if I get more, I think many people will think if I get more, acquire more, then I'll be more important. Or my self-worth will go up and my net worth. And if my, self, if my net worth is up, my self-worth will go up. But folks, self-worth and net worth are not the same. That's another message, another day. But some people are driven by materialism quickly. Many people are driven by the need for approval. They allow the expectations of their parents, grandparents, spouses, friends, um, fraternal orders, groups, civic organizations, they allow the expectation of other people, maybe even their children or their teachers or their friends, to control their lives. God doesn't want that. You don't need to be driven by the approval for, from other people. We do that in life, but we shouldn't, and we learn the hard way that we shouldn't. God always reminds us to keep our eyes focused on Him, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. We need to look, we're look; looking for Jesus' approval. When a man's ways please the Lord, he maketh even his enemies to be at peace with him. Now, if you want a, a key a, a key to success, or a key rather to failure, <laughs> here's a key to failure just try to please everybody you can't do it friends you know that and i do too but we have to learn it the hard way sometimes you see without a purpose in our lives our life is motion without meaning it's activity without direction and it's events without reason so those are some of the driving forces behind people's lives Let me give you some scriptural things that we should use as driving our life. Number one, there are some benefits. Let me give you some benefits to living, living rather, a purpose-driven life. Number one, knowing your purpose in life gives meaning to life. We were made to have meaning. You were made to have meaning. This is why people try dubious methods like astrology or psychics. To, find, to try to find out what, what the intent of life is all about. They try to discover the meaning of life through these abject failed ways. When life has meaning, you can bear almost everything that comes in life. In Philippians chapter 1 and verse 21, our text verse, For me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. So knowing your purpose gives meaning to life. Do you know your purpose? Start asking God to show it to you. Number two, another benefit to a purpose-driven life is knowing your purpose simplifies life. It, it defines what you do and what you don't do. It becomes our standard. Here's a question. Okay, here it is. Does this activity that I'm about to do help me fulfill one of God's purposes in my life? If it doesn't, then I need to think about not doing it. I need to think about it really hard. Without a clear purpose, you have no foundation on which to base your decisions, friend, or allocate your time, or use your resources. People who don't know their purpose try to do too much, trying to do and they try to do too much, which causes stress, fatigue, and conflict. I've been there. Have you? It's not fun. Isaiah 26 and verse 3, "...Thou wilt keep him in perfect peace." whose mind is stayed on thee. That's Jesus, because he trusteth in thee. So knowing our purpose gives meaning to life. Knowing our purpose simplifies life. Number three, knowing our purpose focuses our life. You see, it concentrates our effort and energy on what's important. You can become effective in your life by being selective in your life. Many people are like gyroscopes. Spinning and going at a frantic pace, but never getting anywhere. Knowing your life focuses, knowing your purpose rather focuses your life. Do you know what your purpose is? Without a clear purpose, you're going to keep changing directions. You'll keep changing jobs. You'll keep changing relationships. You'll keep changing churches or other externals as well. But in Philippians chapter number three, Let me read Philippians chapter number three, verses 14 and 15. Listen close, saints. Paul said, I press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Let this, therefore, let us rather, let me, let me get this right. Verse 15, Philippians three, let us therefore as many as be perfect. That doesn't mean sinless. It means complete or mature be thus minded. And if, In anything ye be otherwise minded, God shall reveal even this unto you. What's he saying? Knowing your purpose to serve Jesus Christ, to preach Jesus Christ, to win people to Christ, to give the cold water in the name of Jesus, to feed people in the name of Jesus, to do the work of Jesus Christ keeps us focused. Knowing your purpose focuses your life. What is your purpose in life, friend? Number four, knowing your purpose motivates your life. You see, purpose always produces a passion. Nothing energizes your life like a clear purpose. George Bernard Shaw said, and I quote, This is the true joy of life, the being used up for a purpose recognized by yourself as a mighty one, being a force of nature, Instead of a feverish, selfish little clot of ailments and grievances, complaining that the world will not devote itself to making you happy. End of quote. Knowing your purpose, folks, motivates your life. What motivates your life, my friend? Why are you living your life? As we stated in the introduction, what is driving your life? Think about this. You're going to, you're, me and you both, the rapture is going to happen soon. We keep looking up because we believe Jesus could come at any moment. We could go walk through the valley of the shadow of death at any moment and leave this terrestrial ball and this physical body. At any moment, we know that. It's appointed unto men once to die, and after this, the judgment. We don't know when that's going to be, but the point is, the time we have on life is valuable. It's precious. Find your purpose. I just had a birthday on July the 13th, and thank the Lord I've never been this age before. I'm glad to tell you I'm 58 years young, and I am celebrating that every day. But listen, don't. regardless of your age, God will show you His purpose if you'll ask Him. Get involved in church. Get involved in ministry. Get involved in, in making a difference in people's lives eternally. I'm all for helping out through civic organizations as well and helping people have better lives here. But in the grand scheme of things, the very most important thing is spiritual. Helping people get to heaven through knowing about Jesus and trusting Christ as Savior. What is the purpose of your life? And if you're fulfilling that purpose, do not get weary in well doing, for in due season ye shall reap if ye faint not. Keep going. Keep going for Jesus keep going. If you've been knocked down, get up and dust yourself off and get back into the work of Jesus Christ. If you're a singer, sing. If you're a laborer, labor for Christ. If you're a missionary, win souls, plant churches, do the work, uh, construct hospitals, whatever it may be. Find your God-given purpose in life and serve and worship Jesus Christ, the coming King and Lord of Lords. He's coming again. And the Bible says, every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Now, this has been the Good Tidings radio broadcast. I am David Pinkerton, your radio pastor, and I'm glad you're listening in. But what is your purpose? Start asking today. Now, I didn't ask you what you did for a career. I ask you, what is your purpose? And Paul said in Philippians 1 and verse 21, For to me to live is Christ, and to die is gain. May God show you your purpose, and let us know when you find it. We'll celebrate with you. You say, Brother Dave, what's your purpose? Here it is, in a nutshell. My purpose is to preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And to magnify Jesus Christ and to preach and teach the Bible. I believe that it is to have a radio broadcast. I also believe that it may be in the pastorate again. If God shows that to the people that need to know that. But right now I'm a church consultant. I'm a church strengthener. I'm helping people at this chapter in my life right now. Helping multitudes of people for which I'm very grateful and humbled and honored. But I know what my purpose is. I do something to make a living. But, folks, I know what my purpose is, and I'm always available to what God wants to make it be if he wants it to be something different. But for me to live as Christ. What is your purpose? Ask God. He'll show it to you. Then get into it. Get involved in it. Give it everything you got and celebrate knowing what God wants you to do and the victories you'll have in Jesus. God bless you. Have a wonderful Saturday, folks. Thanks for listening to the Good Tiding radio broadcast. Remember, don't be afraid to laugh and live. God is still in control. Praise the Lord. God bless you. Good tidings to everyone. I bring you good tidings. Oh, yes, He's here. Emmanuel, God is with us, oh, There's yes, no to fear. for unto you is born this day, Savior Christ our Lord, so fear not, fear not by me, yes, sir.